This is the weekly sales meeting for August 14th, 2022. My name is Chris Fleming. You can reach me at chris at cdmediaconsulting.com or just go to the website at cdmediaconsulting.com. Today's topic is the two characteristics I cannot teach, desire and curiosity. For most of my adult life, I've been in some sort of leadership role, many hours invested in the art of training people, training them in how to navigate the landmines of the selling world and the world in general. What was plain very early, and remains so, is the two major traits any successful person must have. And these are the two things I cannot teach. We can teach a variety of other skills, but desire and curiosity have to come to the table first. As I have learned, sometimes the hard way, you can't make people care, that's desire, and you can't make them want more, that's curiosity. They have to bring that to the table. It must be inherent. Desire is one of the tenets of human knowledge. The ancient Greek philosopher Plato put it this way, human behavior flows from three main sources, desire, emotion, and knowledge. The first of these being desire. To be successful, you have to want to be successful. It requires you to care if you are. If you are not, no harm done. There is a certain subset of the population that suffers from apathy. They don't care what happens to them. Most of them have jobs. You know, the ones they dread going to each Monday morning. The ones where nothing ever changes but the seasons. Those who have desire have careers. They are working towards making themselves better every week. That must be inherent. I don't think you develop it later in life. You need to come to the table with it, especially if you work where I work and I hired you. Without the basic human element, you didn't get a second interview. Confucius said, The will to win, the desire to succeed, the urge to reach your full potential, these are the keys that will unlock the door to personal excellence. It is an internal fire that moves motivated individuals to succeed. The apathetic will give up or move on to something else or nothing. Self-help and motivational guru Napoleon Hill has this to say about it. Desire is the starting point of all achievement. Not a hope, not a wish, but a keen pulsating desire which transcends everything. Some will look at the world and wonder why they are not getting their unfair share of what is out there. They don't want to do any work. They expect providence will drop in their laps. These would be good targets for P.T. Barnum, while people with that natural internal driver will look for ways to make that happen for themselves. This idea has been around in more than modern society. Back in the days of Aristotle, he observed similar ideas. He stated all human actions have one or more of these seven causes, chance, nature, compulsion, habit, reason, passion, desire. Without desire, we never get to curiosity. It doesn't have to be as cutthroat as it seems on the surface. We can look at this through an altruistic lens. It shows us our desires do not have to come at the expense of others. Gordon Gecko, we are not, although Wall Street might suggest it. Tapping into the internal desire spurs creativity, which is a source of power. As Ayn Rand put it, the creative man is motivated by the desire to achieve, not the desire to beat others. Desire equals the will to achieve, and that is a huge leverage point. Creativity lets the imagination breathe. We all need space for creative thinking. The Irish writer George Bernard Shaw wrote about it this way, Imagination is the beginning of creation. You imagine what you desire. You will what you imagine, and at last you create what you will. But this stuff doesn't happen by osmosis. We can't imagine what we want and then it appears, like magic. We actually have to go chase it down. The one thing that will appear that way are more bills and the Amazon truck. As businessman Jim Rohn put it, without a sense of urgency, desire loses its value. 
So desire by itself is not the only thing we need to bring to the table. Curiosity is that other inherent trait. This one we are all born with in some way. We are born wide-eyed as everything is brand new. We ask questions, we learn, and then stop. We stop asking why, and we put away the childlike curiosity in favor of apathy or disinterest. We stop trying to be better. We stop trying to figure things out. Scientist Neil deGrasse Tyson tries to explain it this way. Kids are born with a certain curiosity about the world. What adults primarily do in the presence of kids is unwittingly thwart the curiosity of children. He blames the adults in the room for shifting the curiosity of kids so our kids don't grow up to be curious. If you're a parent, don't do that. Makes my job harder when they finally get to me. I find curious people tend to read more. They spend more time trying to understand the way of the world, to make it work for them, not the other way around. The English author Samuel Johnson is someone I often quote. He wrote this, Curiosity is one of the most permanent and certain characteristics of a vigorous intellect. Yes, I am saying people who are curious tend to have higher than average intellect. They can take the expert's position when they achieve it. They are not spouting hot air. We have plenty of politicians to provide hot air and greenhouse gases if they speak from the other end. If you own this natural curiosity, your potential is uncapped. You will always be learning something new or acquiring new skills or practicing new ways to make what you want happen. Freya Stark was a 19th century British explorer. She worked in the Middle Eastern countries of Iran, Iraq, and Afghanistan. One of her drivers was curiosity. She said curiosity is the one thing invincible in nature. Curious people will stay with it. This persistence makes it very hard to derail them. They will achieve any success on their horizon. This trait is a must-have when you come to work in my office. One thing that fuels curiosity is self-confidence. As we alluded to earlier, children are born with it, and at some point, adults rob them of it. They either display examples of poor behavior or instill a sense of shame about the curiosity. It may take years for us to get that back, but our curiosity begins with establishing or reestablishing our self-confidence. E.E. Cummings gave us Carry Your Heart With Me in 1952. He also gave us this bit of wisdom. Once we believe in ourselves, we can risk curiosity, wonder, spontaneous delight, or any experience that reveals the human spirit. Yes, be curious and be proud of your curiosity. Albert Einstein was a high school dropout. The adults in the room said he would never amount to anything. They were wrong. He said this about curiosity. The important thing is to not stop questioning. Curiosity has its own reason for existing. Think he knew something everyone else didn't? Maybe a few things. The 18th century British statesman Edmund Burke put it this way, The first and simplest emotion which we discover in the human mind is curiosity. Yes, we are born with it. Later we lose it, for a period. The mark of our success is when we get it back, and what possibilities we create with it. Have the desire to use it to reignite your curiosity. Have the desire and use it to reignite your curiosity. Those two key characteristics will take you anywhere you want to go. Find an outlet to harness that energy, and it will drive your business. Find more advice like this in my new book, Yes, I'm a Salesman. You can be too. You can order yours on Amazon or go to my website at cdmediaconsulting.com. I also have a new book on leadership. It's called You Can't Lead from the Back of the Room, also available on Amazon or at cdmediaconsulting.com.